Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Beautiful Behavior Podcast. I am your host, Diane Sorensen, certified life coach, hypnotherapy practitioner, mother, grandmother, and human fascinated with behavior and how to live our best life. My goal is to offer you another perspective, to see behavior in ourselves, our children, and others from another angle. This podcast is for anyone who wants to feel more connected in their relationships. It's for anyone who feels the pull for something more. It's for parents and those who are not. This podcast is for anyone who wants to take a deeper look because this is where we talk about breaking generational patterns and outdated cultural beliefs, cultivating deeper connections in our life, and leading our life with more confidence and clarity. And I believe that's when beautiful behavior comes into focus. You can learn more about my process, me, and the three different ways in which beautiful behavior could come into focus for you at my website at diannesorensen.net. That's D-I-A-N-E-S-O-R-E-N-S-E-N.net. Okay, listeners, let's go. Hello and welcome. Before getting into today's episode, I wanted to let you know, um, I have an announcement. I wanted to let you know that I am inviting the general public into my beautiful behavior community to experience what beautiful behavior is all about. So I'm calling it Beautiful Behavior Defined. And it's happening on April 18th at 11 o'clock central. So it is a lunch and learn. And depending on what time zone you're in, you might have to take an early lunch, a late lunch. For some, it might even be closer to breakfast. Um, but come um, experience what it's all about. It is free. And it's all about how to move from the chaos and drama in your life and in your parenting to feeling more empowered in all areas of your life, including parenting. So again, it's free um, and this is my invitation for you. So the link to register, I'm going to put it in the show notes. You can also find it on my Instagram page, in my bio at dianesorensen.bb. Also, I encourage you to go over to my Instagram page and continue the conversations um, from today's episode or any of the episodes um, over there on Instagram. So you can DM me and okay, let's get into today's episode. So today I wanted to talk about parenting as an inside job. So what do I mean by that? Well, that's what we're going to get into today. So I'm curious how many of you, and you have to be really honest with yourself here, how many of you have ever had the thought, I don't know if I like my kids or some version of that. Maybe it's, I don't like my kids or do I even like my kids? Um, or some, some version of that. And 
I think this thought can create so much shame that we maybe can't even bring it to the forefront of our mind. We might not even be able to acknowledge that thought if it is there. And and so the reason I'm bringing this up is because I think it's one of the things that happens and there's so much shame around it. And here's the thing with shame. If shame grows with silence, when we don't talk about these things that may be happening and we hide that part of ourselves because it's like, well, if anybody knew this, you know, I wouldn't be accepted or loved. This is a very bad part of me. Um, and when we talk about it, the shame lessens and we can shift. So I want to share with you my experience with this. So I know when um, I had young children, I, well, maybe even when they weren't so young, but I remember kind of having this thought. Actually, I didn't remember having the thought until somebody else said it. So I think the thought was there, but I was so horrified by that type of thought that I kept it stuffed down. I couldn't even acknowledge it was there, but here's what happened. I went several years ago after hiring my own coach, I went to a women's retreat and one of the women at that retreat, this was the first retreat I ever went to, and one of the women verbalized, she said out loud, I don't know if I even like my kids. And as soon as she said it, I was like, whoa, I also have that thought, but I could never have verbalized it. So when she did, it it almost gave me the permission to acknowledge that that thought was there. But here's the deal. It's not, and here's what I learned, is that it's, it's not that we don't like our kids, What's happening is we don't like the way we feel around our kids. We don't like the way we feel when we're with our kids. And that is not about our kids. That is what's go about. It's about what's going on within us, within myself. So why was I... Or uh, why didn't I like the way I felt when I was with my kids? Well, it was because of they brought out 
my own perceived inadequacies. I was seeing in them all the things that I was taught as a child not to be. You know, and so I was taught always, you know, always listen, always be good. So when my children, in my perception, were not listening or not using, you know, what we would call good behavior, that triggered me. It triggered all of this not enough within myself. And then what happens is, you know, then I project that out onto them, punishing them for, you know, whatever it was, and really trying to make them into who I needed them to be. And when they insisted on being who they, just who they were, which was children, um, that was triggering and it felt really awful. It felt like I'm not enough. Um, you know, all of these painful feelings of how I thought I was supposed to be. And when my children weren't being the way I thought I was supposed to be, then that brought up all of these painful feelings. So I didn't like the way I felt when I was with them, which had nothing to do with them. It had everything to do with how I felt about my own self. And what's happening is we are judging ourselves based on how our children behave. You know, I'm, I'm a good parent, I'm a good mother if my children behave a certain way. I'm a good mother if my children behave well, behave good. I'm a bad mother, apparently, if my children behave in another way. And this makes us a victim. It makes us a victim to our children. It makes us a victim in parenting. And we as parents are not victims. And if we uh, parent from a place of victimhood, then we're giving our power to our children. Our children are now in charge of us. We are giving them the job of taking care of us, uh, doing everything I tell you to do, and basically um, treating our children as if they are miniature adults. We want them to act in a certain way, really as an adult would act, and but they're children, and they do not have the skills to do that. Their brain isn't developed to the point that they can do all these things that we think they should be able to do. It's um, unrealistic. So that's what we're butting up against. And what happens is we take children's behavior personal as if it means something 
about us. And and that's what that trigger is about. It's like my child is doing this to me. We often tend to believe they're doing it on purpose. And we have these narratives in our head. You know, they they're just going to think they can get away with this or you know, we go to the future and go, "Oh my gosh, they're going to be out in the world thinking they can treat people this way. And we go in all of these stories in our head, which, you know, aren't even true. We don't know that because my child um, blew up at their sibling that they're going to go out and treat everybody that way. That's actually our fear And so then what happens is we end up reacting from a place of fear and because that's, we don't want that to happen. Uh, But also where we focus our energy, where we focus our attention is where energy goes, where energy goes, it grows. Uh, another way, a better way of saying that is uh, what you focus on, you get more of. So if we're focused on all of these things that we don't want, that's actually what we're growing. And again, we become a victim to that. We are in fear of, you know, that, oh my gosh, my I'm going to mess up my child, Um They're going to, you know, I don't know, whatever messed up child looks like. Uh, And we live in this constant state of fear and anxiousness. And we might not resonate with living in a constant state of fear. Because I I don't think we even um, resonate with that. Because it may be a state we've always lived in. I mean... Since we were children, right, we, um, you know, most of us were raised on traditional model of discipline, which is, you know, if you make mistakes, if if you don't do it the way the adult wanted you to, you get punished in some way. Um, and, and so there's this living in this constant state of, Okay, how how do I make my parents happy? How do I do it the right way? And we live in this constant state of I need to do it right. I need to make the right decisions. I, you know, my children need to behave the right way. There's all this rightness. And we're so afraid to make a mistake and we're so afraid to allow our children to make mistakes. And it doesn't feel good. And that's why it often doesn't feel good to be around our children because they act like children. And we want them to act a certain way so that we're accepted and loved. We live in a culture of judgment. Really, our traditional culture is based in judgment, always judging something to be good or bad, right or wrong, deserving or undeserving. And I talk about this inside my community 
where we also have an upgraded model where mistakes are made and there are opportunities to learn and grow. Mistakes are the catalyst for growth. And the biggest area of growth for us, which is not in the traditional model, is emotional intelligence. Connecting with how we feel. We feel from the inside. Feelings don't get created externally. They are created internally through our thoughts. And here's the deal. We have experiences and then we attach a meaning to them to make sense of the world. So when we were children, young children before the age of 10, we, when we had experiences, significant experiences, negative experiences, and we uh, were, our, our logical brain wasn't developed enough to be able to really process what was actually happening. And so we make those experiences mean something about us in those moments. So we make assumptions about ourselves based on our early experiences. And those assumptions become buried in our subconscious. These are our core beliefs. So those negative experiences became, we made them mean something negative about us. And we may not remember ever having these experiences or having, you know, the thoughts about them. Nonetheless, they were there and they get buried in our subconscious. And we go about life as if they're just facts. So I'll take myself, for instance, I was living on the assumption that I wasn't good enough. And I thought everybody else was. They, everybody else was great. It was just me that there was something flawed about me, something different about me, something that just didn't belong. And that was just an assumption I had. And then I built my life around proving that I was good enough, proving that I had some kind of value. So I went about life, you know, uh, uh, doing things to gain approval, to be validated. And then I had children and, you know, I kind of thought, oh, um, when I have children, then everybody will see how great I am because I'm going to have the greatest kids. I'm going to be a great mother. And it didn't exactly go that way. (laughs) And my image of motherhood and the reality of motherhood were far apart. And that just uh, proved more in my mind 
that I wasn't enough because now I'm not even enough as a mother. And so being with my children reminded me of that every single day, right? Of my not enoughness. Well, you know, when they were doing well in my judgment, um, then I was a good parent. And when they were, you know, having big emotions, let's say, then I was a bad parent because I was also taught not to be emotional. So essentially, my children had the job of making me feel good enough. And that is a tremendous stress on children, just as it was a tremendous stress on me because I needed to be the way my mother needed me to be. And I don't blame my mother for this. I don't even blame culture for this. It just is. It was the best we knew at the time. But now that we are starting to gain more information, we have so much technology, so much brain research, so much um, research that can be done on the brain and the body and the nervous system that now we can cultivate, we can learn and practice um, an upgraded model so that we can feel better around our children. And we don't have to be in constant power struggle. But the only way to get there is through. So acknowledging that, yeah, I was a yeller. Yeah, I, you know, took things away from my kids to try to um, get them to do it the way I wanted them to. I manipulated them. I coerced them um, in all these different ways. And so it's really opening ourselves up to looking at that. So the shame doesn't have to keep growing because I will tell you that shame will kill you from the inside out. And it is a relationship killer as well. So ownership, ownership will set you free. And I invite you to really think about, is it your, you know, is it this feeling of I don't like my children or is it I don't like me? And we see our children mirroring um, different aspects of us that we were taught not to be. And so that what is what creates that inner feeling. And so we have to do the inner work. We need to go inside. And you might say, what does that mean? What's the inner work? How do I go inside? Because we are conditioned to look outside of ourselves. We are conditioned to look at the other. We are conditioned to live life externally. And that's why parenting is such a struggle for so many of us because we're trying to do it from the outside in where parenting actually is an inside job. We need to go inside to cultivate the relationship with ourself 
that we actually want to have with our children and with others. So going inside means noticing what my thoughts are. And my thoughts are just thoughts. They may be true or they may not be true, but we need to ask ourselves, inquire, is this thought factually true? A fact means it cannot be disputed. So I'm not good enough. Is that factually true? You may believe that it is, but what facts are you basing that on? And where in your life is that not true? Look at where in your life it's not true that you're not good enough. Where in your life are you good enough? And oftentimes we'll overcompensate to make up for the areas in our life that we think um, we're not good enough. And we will try to control. So, and that's a whole nother, a whole nother, excuse me, conversation. So the inner work is all about noticing your thoughts. What are the thoughts? Just what are they? Notice how that dialogue in your head is constantly going. What kind of voice is it? Is it kind? Is it critical? Is it judgmental? What is it? And then noticing how you feel inside. Noticing when you're triggered. Because that's coming from your thoughts. We might think, well, my child does this and it triggers me. Well, it's not your child... Your child isn't the cause of the trigger. The cause of the trigger is your thoughts, your beliefs about whatever it is your child is doing. And a trigger signals there's a wound there. There's something underneath that trigger that was wounding for you. And your body is bringing back up that memory. And it doesn't feel good, so we automatically react and we project it off onto our children. And if we don't take care of our own triggers, looking under them, seeing what is the wound under that, we will pass it on to our children to carry into the next generation. And this is how generational patterns continue. Um, So just notice and When you have that feeling of, why don't I like being around my kids? Notice what is coming up for you. Turn inward. So we're turning the spotlight from our kids to us. We're learning. It's a practice from looking outside of ourselves to looking inside of ourselves and saying, what am I making this mean? about me. What am I making this mean about me? Because here's the thing. We go along all day long afraid of how other people are seeing us and judging us. Take a look at how you are seeing and judging yourself. Because we think it's other people judging us. We're doing the judging. We're judging ourselves. And here's the deal. Judgment is always about the person doing the judging. 
always. So just think about that. And I invite you to just open up to that possibility that judging is always about the person doing the judging. Okay, so I invite you also to join me on April 18th at Beautiful Behavior Defined, 11 a.m. Central, and further this conversation and understand how I'm being a victim in my life or in my parenting and how I can uh, reframe that or shift, shift that script, flip the script to an empowerment dynamic. So the opposite of a victim is the creator. How can I create the relationship with my children that I really want to have? Um, So join me and let's go further into this. There is another way and change is possible. I promise you that. All right. Have a great week and I'll see you back here next week. Thank you for tuning into the Beautiful Behavior Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show or previous shows, I would so appreciate you subscribing and leaving a review. I am so grateful for all of you listeners who are joining me here for these conversations because I believe it's through these type of conversations that we start to shift the paradigm, creating a more loving and compassionate world. I hope you will join me here each week as we discover new ways to show up in our lives and create a bigger impact. And if you are ready to take this to the next level, head on over to my website at diannesorensen.net. Again, that's D-I-A-N-E-S-O-R-E-N-S-E-N.net. Get on my calendar and see how you can be supported and if we're a good fit so that you can get out of survival and into thrival. Change is possible and I've got you.